0: This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired
1: Saturday, January 18th, 2020.
0: The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...more essential economic
2: freedoms. The excessive decline... Re- ...in the dollar... It's, great. ...it's
0: a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. This is Money Talk. Money
1: Talk.
0: Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Michael Griffin, who is a a CFP certificate. Yes, sir. Holds the CFP certificate. and, uh, Michael, you're a financial planner. In, I'm an associate in the planning an and Impe- implementation but, department. Ah, but your right, position, right. I know it's not your position name, but it's what you do, right? Yes. You, you are a I'm financial a, planner. It's, you're a certified financial planner. That's correct. Right. So uh, I wasn't trying to, to give <laughs> you a, a demotion or any of that. I know around here, Hensler Financial, we...
3: Read the business card, all right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that, by the way, is Nick Antonucci. He's uh he's a resident pain in the oh well, you guess you can't say that. Yeah, but it's but, on my uh, business card. It, well, if it's not, I'm sure anyone who knows you thinks that you should put it on there.
2: Well, Troy, I'm 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 glad he's with us this morning, honestly. Thanks,
0: but, Troy. You know. Do you only say what up, fam, when I'm on? No, I say it all the time. Okay, just making sure. what'd you say? Okay boomer? I'm no, sorry. I don't say anything, yeah. just checking. I, I know. Well I think that's what you said last time. Probably. Yeah. So That's anyone. not cool
3: anymore. It's yeah. run its course. So I'm on to something. Oh, we're
0: over with it. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because I got some news about that in a bit. Okay. Looking but uh, to it. the uh, the market. Let's talk about the financial markets a little bit. Um, All we're green. We're not stopping. Never going to stop. You thought yet. last year was a good year? We're
3: oh, kicking. Yeah. We're, we're two weeks in and we're up what two and a half percent? Yeah. Tech's Love still it. leading. Yeah, the Nasdaq up. I think just under forty percent last year. Technology up. 4. Tech's 4. up four point eight eight more.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That is just abs- – well, we do have a couple of sectors that are negative. Did you say that?
3: Oh, uh, no. Energy mm-hmm. and materials down about a percent each. But, you know, Troy, um, the market's never going down again, apparently. Can't oh, stop ever. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Th- that's the way it is?
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter what va- if is that valuations look what crazy. That's what your crystal ball says. It's
4: <laughs> yeah. never going down. I mean, up forever.
0: Hey, we do have a magic eight ball here. I mean, do you want us to break it out? I, mean. I don't even know if it works anymore. <laughs> Let's do it. Of course it is does. Is the
3: market
2: going up?
0: That's uh, from next here. question, and um, chances are good.
2: Told you, that's fantastic.
4: Yeah,
0: so there we go. It's not I a mean,
2: crystal ball. Doesn't have to make sense. It yeah, is but the, the higher. Well, here you
0: go, Michael. I'll let you um, mess with that from now on. Now, you can ask it whatever you want. All righty. But um, maybe later. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, is Troy getting a bald spot? See if that. See if it tells you that. I don't know. I'll shake it. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know. Nick's got it. Yeah. This is uh, this is not really uh, the best radio ever. But uh it it still qualifies. Can't as, I predict as, now. As, yeah, can't predict. So there you go. There's some things that uh that the old magic eight ball can't do either. Uh, like doesn't tell have you. Eyes. Nick you've been telling us all you know, this is market goes only up. I would tell you that I don't believe that the Federal Reserve has cured the uh the business cycle. I think we'll no. probably still have a recession at some point. Yeah, I think
3: that's safe to say. I think what, what gets confusing is at some point it just the market seems to almost detach itself from reality. And you, and you talk about the Fed, and if you just look globally, uh, it's something we've talked about for a long time. The, se- the central banks across the world, not just here, right? When you're near historically low rates, how what do you do when yeah. when you've gone negative in Europe, right?
0: Yeah, just- and you still don't have inflation. Uh it's called quantitative easing, Nick. I don't know if you ever heard of it.
3: Oh yeah, but we're not doing that. Well we don't want we don't want to disclose it. that's what central banks are doing, so we're gonna
0: call it something else, at least here yeah. with the Fed, right? Right. Well, uh they they really aren't averse to that. Um and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's a way that they can manage the interest rate uh yield curve basically by purchasing certain assets. Now uh there are some constraints on that. Uh between, and and we've talked about this before, but between 2008 and uh, just basically two years ago, yeah. I think it was 2016, uh, the Fed's balance sheet grew from $800 billion to $4 trillion. In the last
3: three months, the Fed's balance sheet has increased an additional 10%, even though we're not, quote quantitative easing anymore.
0: Right. But what we did do we we decided that we weren't going to allow those bonds to roll off. Right. That they had purchased for quantitative easing back in the day. So what we've what we've um I guess tantamount out to doing uh is um we're now Basically, quantitative easing again. We're at least maintaining. We're not buying new bonds, which was truly what quantitative easing is. Uh, but for a long time, we maintained that that uh, balance sheet level. Right. But then we started allowing them to roll off. We lost. I don't How know, many
3: months did we do that for? That was it was a very a short over amount. A year. Of it, was it? Yeah, I, I it was think f- it was less I, than that. I even I think it
0: started in October of sixteen. It didn't get all, up to full speed where they were allowing about fifty to sixty billion. To roll off per month, uh, it only did that. Definitely less than a year. Right. And then uh, the Fed decided mm, inflation's not doing exactly what we want. They Stop cut that. rates. Cut, rate cut three rates. Cut three times last year. I mean, it, it uh, definitely and, is an odd situation. And you know,
3: I, I sound super bearish and, and and pessimistic. If you look at the economic data, it's not ringing recession bells right now. Right. But there are some concerning things when you look at what the stock market has done relative to sure. economic performance. And here's, here's an article I think is really interesting in the Wall Street Journal this week. And, and the headline is, money losing companies mushroom even as stocks hit new highs. And the percentage of listed companies in the U.S. losing money over 12 months is close to 40% its highest level since the late 1990s outside of post-recession periods. Wow. That's, that's insane.
2: Wow, that is forty-two
3: percent of those that are losing com- uh, of those money losing companies are healthcare companies. Um, another seventeen percent are tech stocks. Tech stocks. You, yeah, you're your saying IPOs. You,
0: you don't make the, those money tech, stocks tech stocks that are up
3: almost forty percent in two thousand and eighteen. I mean two thousand and nineteen.
0: They were up. Tech stocks were up fifty and a half percent. In the S&P, the sector, yeah, the That's sector. That's If you look at it from a year ago today, uh, 52.77% gain in technology stocks.
3: Yeah, wow. and there's just not the earnings growth, in my opinion, that uh, supports earnings, those level that level evaluation. Yeah,
0: earnings actually contracted. Yeah, in it was it was like a 56% uh, gain in price to earnings, the the uh, ratio. Because earnings actually pulled back almost 5% in technology in 2019 in the tech sector. You know, but to put things in perspective,
3: uh, downstairs we were having this conversation earlier. I don't think you heard it, but even if we went into a recession in 2020, right, Yeah. and the NASDAQ lost 40%, it sold off 40%, we'd still be back roughly where we started 2018 because the NASDAQ was up almost 40%. In 2019. So we could have a deep recession in which the NASDAQ loses almost 50% and you're not that far below where you started.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing that you got to look at too is uh, 2018. So not last year, but the prior the market was down a little over 4%, like yep. 4.38 mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, technology was down almost 20% in the same mm-hmm. year so um, it started from a valuation that was lower than the overall market in two thousand nineteen but uh, if you look at valuations uh two point six or twenty one point six is the price to earnings ratio at the beginning of two thousand twenty on the mark on, on the, the S&P overall 500. S&P 500, yeah, and uh its long term average is about sixteen point six now. Right. As technology has become a bigger portion of the S&P 500, you know, back in 92, it was only 5% of the overall S&P. Now it's about 24 or 5, something like that. Uh, Valuations are also much higher over the last 10 years. So, um, you know, our average... Is is uh, kind of inching up. If you shorten up the the average, you know, just to show the last few years, then you've got a much different picture. And now, the piece that we talk about more often than anything is that ten year average, right? Right. The ten year average is about thirteen and a half percent over the last ten years. The annual return on the S and P five hundred is
3: which is, is again sig-
0: a, significantly higher than the long than the long run average, right? Mm-hmm. Which is about ten point five or six. Yeah. Right in there, so, um, but well, we've been going pretty much
2: straight up, except for that little blimp in two thousand eighteen, yeah, sell off to the end of 2018, September twentieth yeah. through December I mean, 24th. but other than that, we've really, for the past ten years have been going almost
0: yeah straight well, I mean, up thirteen and a half
3: percent, yeah, that's uh that's pretty significant, so. yeah yeah, and and you know, but. Uh, Back to what I said, there's not these glaring recession signals, but in my opinion, the economic data is starting to weaken. You still have a strong labor market, um, wages are growing, um,
0: but outside of that, you're starting to see some cracks, in my opinion. Valuation, in my opinion, is probably one of the biggest detractors from from, uh, significant growth in 2020, but I still believe that we could be positive um, just not uh, to the tune of the long-term average.
2: Well, you just really don't have anywhere else to put your money right now either. Well, what that's we're talking absolutely about. true. I mean, L- let's you're making more than the market.
0: Yeah, let's take a real quick break. When we get back, let's uh, we'll we'll have a dog of the week and, and uh, get into a situation, but we'll pick this conversation up later in the show. Let's do that. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. Stick around.
1: This is the dog. The dog of the week. All right,
0: dog of the week this week. Uh, as you guys know, I come back in from our, uh, from our initial, uh, you know, our intro to the, to the show. And I always say, what up, fam? And I know Nick. I baited you into doing it this time. In fact, I think it was me that said, "Okay, Boomer." But believe it or not, that TikTok phrase that uh, was so popular in 2019 has actually made it to the Supreme Court. Uh, there I was, thought you were going to
3: say to the dictionary. No, I guess it's I, already in there, huh? Uh,
0: well, I'm sure that Boomer is. I, I think everyone knows what you. Has like about a new meaning talk though. About a boomer. It, well does it i think what it is is it's really just being the used as a yeah. derogatory right. comment you're you're like calling somebody maybe old and closed-minded yeah um but uh, and and yes uh, jokingly or at least i take it that way I, I get that quite a lot around here but uh uh that's what happens when you're yeah, you're not pretty so open-minded young. working
3: with i mean you have to be working with Jacob and i
0: oh well, of course you guys <laughs> You guys we keep, uh, keep you me, young. and not only yeah, you keep me up on all the the, the current uh phraseology and uh, you know, I I always consider the source, so it's not a big do you, deal. Do you keep him young or are you aging him more? That's the <laughs> real question though. Half and half. I'll tell you <laughs> this. At fifty two my hair is not horribly grey. That is true. Yeah. You're welcome. So maybe it just rolls off my back. That's <laughs> what a lot of it is. But uh the thing is the catchphrase okay boomer went viral last year It's a tongue in cheek way to dig at old people. Uh it even made its way to um uh, <clears throat> to the uh uh New Zealand um parliament when uh, a politician Chloe Swarbrick used it uh because somebody started heckling her when she was talking about uh environmental issues somebody started heckling her and she just basically waved her right hand and said okay boomer it it got uh, a lot of attention back in november of 2019 uh but basically uh there has been a uh a court case being tried in uh the u.s um supreme court uh concerning um i guess it's age discrimination that's how soft we've become I guess.
2: I was thinking the same thing, Nick. I yeah. mean, they will, you can get sued for anything these days and wow. I mean, yeah. weird. Well, yes, it's ridiculous.
0: The fact that it made it to the Supreme Court, I think is probably telling. It it's not just that somebody's upset that they were called boomer, but it was it was also the fact that they it, basically the way it was described is if you're if you're being considered for a job and called a boomer at the same time, uh, that is kind of the basis for this particular court case. But I just thought that it was odd that something that uh went viral on TikTok, which a lot of folks might not even understand what TikTok is. This is like uh the the latest version of I don't know, what do you like in that too? I guess it's Vine.
3: What well, it was Vine. Vine's not a lo- around any longer. But it's the new I guess social media platform. You create create your own video content and
0: yeah, so it's it videos though. It's, it's, videos. it's yeah, so it's not like Instagram, just a picture. Um, these are these are people talking a little, and it's a, a video attached. So it's just funny to me that something that started there is now <laughs> actually in, in the Supreme Court making it to the Supreme Court. Whether or not somebody can be called a boomer,
2: that also just shows the fact that our judicial system is also broken.
0: Well, I mean it <laughs> could be. I you know honestly, I don't I, mean, I try crazy. not to make too much light of that because uh, think about what it is. I mean, if you if you you can't base uh your hiring decision on someone's you know, their their um their age or uh, country of origin I or something. completely agree with that. Things. Completely
2: right. agree with that, Troy. But the my fact point the, is and to Nick's point we, we can not you yeah. cannot say anything anymore yeah
3: well, uh, it's, yeah it's not like age discrimination isn't a new concept i mean it's i don't think it's any i personally don't know that it's any more relevant now than it has been it's the part that annoys me about this whole story is exactly as you said it's like yeah the okay boomer has become part of this as uh,
0: just, know, just beyond beyond comprehension but you know what taking my own uh, medicine here i when i get on the show and i say what up fam I'm kind of making fun of what I consider the hipster doofus.
3: Yeah, I'm upset about it.
0: And and it's usually millennials. So, hey, you know what? If we're gonna if we're gonna throw rocks in one direction, you ought to expect some to be thrown back once I, in a while, right?
2: Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And you're doing the the show with two millennials today. Exactly.
0: So. I mean, and, and now know, I'm mad. Man, <laughs> oh yeah, well your beard will get over it.
4: Yeah.
2: Now I'm.
3: Michael's mad got more. a
0: beard. Nick's got a beard. You've got a mustache. What yeah, well a, what a boomer thing to have. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. But, you know, uh, neither well, one of you have a Jeep, so you're only half boomer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. half half millennial I, or
2: whatever. I would love to have a Jeep. I can't afford one. can't it's afford not, a Jeep. Yeah. You're
0: probably better off not having a Jeep. Probably. All right. Let's why, move on. Why don't let me get one. Okay, so we've got a situation we want to talk about today. Uh, Katie and Mark are getting married in 2020. And building up to that, uh, they have a few questions about their finances. Both are successful professionals and neither have been married before. Uh, Both are accustomed to running their own financial life, uh, saving for their own retirement, buying whatever they want without discussing it with a spouse. So this is not your typical situation, I would think. Um, So... Combining two households into one when the two households are somewhat independent, uh, at least financially independent. It can be very, very tricky. Right.
2: It, it really can because you know you, you already have your expenses. You already have your lifestyle. You definitely have things set in your ways, yeah. um, And but you're going to have to make some, some compromises and adjustments here. Yeah. I mean, obviously the biggest thing it, that comes to my mind is probably making a mortgage payment. You know, whose house yeah, are you moving gonna, into? What are you doing there? Uh, are you
0: buying one independently? Buying one yeah. together.
2: You know, th- those kind of things you, you definitely need to have a, a joint account for, I think, to, to make those type of, of payments. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you should definitely trust who you're marrying. But, you right. know, if, if you want to keep things separate, you know, to to buy what you want and not have to ask permission for things, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. you know. And, and
3: communication it's, is is. Key. key
2: in this yeah. and in trust, this topic. Without but, yeah. A doubt. And,
3: and no matter which route you go, if you combine everything in, in, into one account, or as Michael said, you have you know an account that's for bills, mm-hmm. and then your own separate accounts for play money, called or you know discretionary items. Um, having an understanding, being on the same page, communicating openly is most important.
2: Agreed, agreed. But they're getting married, so hopefully they have addressed that and you know are on the same page with that. Um, but you know, I, 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 have a, I have a client that that's happened that he's, he got married, uh, later, uh, for the second time later in life after his wife passed. And, you know, he, he's, uh, made some adjustments with that too, you know? So it was, it was definitely, it's definitely things that you have to consider. Um, but, uh, it's easy to do. You also have to think about whether or not you're going to file joint tax returns or individual tax returns. All I right. mean, there's, there's all kinds of, things to to think about yeah. and, and talk about and the override, there's
3: not one right there's not one right or wrong way to go about it it's unique to your particular situation yeah, you and, two as individuals
0: right and and some of one. the things that could complicate a matter like this um children. you know if you're uh, absolutely children, especially if you're if you're marrying later in life and you've had a uh, a spouse and you've got adult children um certain things like the the family assets do come into the to the mind of a lot of folks and uh it's best to consider it before mm-hmm. you get married for sure and uh it's not uncommon that you would separate the assets in that regard right absolutely
2: and another thing i want to talk about is you know if you do combine some assets then you lose control over how those pass after you pass away so if you have a joint account and 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 your your spouse will take that over if something were to happen to you it goes directly to the to the joint account so that's just something to consider if you know they want to leave separate money to separate people that they've established throughout their lives and and another thing to think about is 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 beneficiaries on retirement accounts and and stuff like that If you name your spouse as your beneficiary, then they would get that money when you pass and you you would not have any control over it and, you know if if you wanted it to go to someone someone else relative child mother father anything like that so
0: yeah, and and something I think people don't understand well enough is no matter what the will says, the the uh, uh, the document for that savings actually the beneficiary mm-hmm. details are actually the ones that rule, right? Absolutely. I, I
3: think one other thing worth noting too is we talk about assets, right? But but liabilities are another side of the equation that come into play when when you're combining lives, you know, finances. One person, one individual may have no debt; the other might, you know, have have debt, and sure. and. It's something else you need to consider um, in in the big picture. Um, 100%. You know, do do you share assets to pay that debt down or are you going to leave that as the the one individual's, uh, you know, situation to deal with?
0: Yeah. Things I think you just need to make sure that you avoid. Number one, I mean, communication is key to Mm -hmm. everything, right? Um, Making sure that you get – uh, you get an understanding with your spouse-to-be is, is key, but uh, also make sure that you're not in a situation where you're kind of lording over the relationship financially. Agreed. Um, you know, that that will make a short relationship, right? Um, and, and um, you know, just making sure, you know, as Nick mentioned, if there's a significant debt that, uh, you know, that you've talked about how that will be covered, uh, whether you extinguish it early or you know if you're going to pile on it together or you know however you're going to deal with that but you know communication and agreement is key to just about everything in life right
2: yes it is Troy.
0: all right well let's take a real quick break when we come back we'll answer some financial questions might get back to that topic that we talked about a little earlier stick around you're listening to money talks Mm -hmm. (laughs) Financial Building, in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks.
1: We're back. You're listening
0: to Money Talks, and uh, we uh, came into the show talking a little bit about... Um, about financial situation and economics. Uh, if you have questions that you would like for us to answer on the air, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us at 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you uh, will get our um, our message on our voicemail, um, leave your message, including your question. We'll play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, you can also call and talk to a human being if you prefer, 770-429-9166 is the number there. Uh, or you can email us, which is uh, our email address, Gene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at dot com. You can also reach, uh, get information at least, if your, your question is a broad enough topic. We may have covered it. Uh, Hensler.com is our email. I mean, our uh, website. Boomer. Boomer. You <laughs> know, know what a website is. <laughs> yeah. You <you're> <laughs> can write us a letter at. Yeah. You can <laughs> send a <laughs> carrier, carrier pigeon. Carrier questions. Fax us. Yeah, we have a small window in the basement where uh, we receive carrier pigeons. Okay. Uh, anyway, Hensler.com. H E N S S L E R.com. Um, so, Michael, when, uh, when we were. Getting out of that first segment, you uh, you said, so if you don't invest in the stock market, where else are you going to invest? It's a great question. Over the last four years, uh, the bond market, the U.S. aggregate uh, bond market, which is a, an index that uh, is put together by, used to be Barclays, now it's Bloomberg has purchased that index. There's, there's been four of the last eight years where that bond market didn't even cover inflation. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it matters to us and we watch it closely because it is kind of at the heart of our 10 year rule. The 10 year rule, in case you wonder is, uh, it's kind of our philosophy that any, any money that you need, uh, to spend from your assets within the next 10 years should be set on the sidelines where you can spend it without worrying about, uh, the volatility in the equities market. You know, the market does go up and down. Um, however, if you, Think about it. We talked about thirteen and a half percent return, annualized, rolling ten-year number. Uh, so for over the, for the last ten years, that that return has been thirteen and a half percent. Inflation has been somewhere in the ballpark of two percent, maybe two point one. I think that's where it is right now. Two, three, maybe. Um, but uh, if you think about it. Um, if you're investing your money and you don't need it for the next ten years, that 13.5% would have looked quite handsome next to inflation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you have to outgrow inflation to grow your wealth, right? Absolutely. Um, and then the money on the sidelines you would like to have, so that it uh, so that it actually marks time with inflation and protects your purchasing power, and that's truly uh, one of the tenets that we use for investing at Hensler Financial. So. Um, your point, Michael, is is well taken. Now, the same model that I use to, to uh, determine all those numbers, uh, I use for forecasting, and it's given me an indication that we're probably in for an 8.5% return in 2020. We're already, what did I say, 2.5% yeah. up uh, in the first 2.5 weeks. But, hey, you know what, 2018 was a very similar situation, too. In fact, we were up 7.1% by the end mm-hmm. of January in 2018, And for the year, we wound up losing 4.4%, I'll just say, to round it off. So, you know, the the financial markets, equity markets are very volatile, but they have this long track record of providing you with more growth than inflation. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I would still stick to that. If you've got a, a time horizon, an investing time horizon that's longer than 10 years, then... Absolutely. Because wow. that's what
2: we do. We invest for the long term here. Right, I mean we, exactly. we're not we don't trade the accounts often. We invest for the long term to make sure that your investment will, you know, hopefully grow and and help you live comfortably in retirement. Yeah, we yeah. try if to you give you the need that money opportunity. in the
3: near term. Um I wouldn't suggest someone new coming into the markets and saying, Oh, I'm gonna pile into equities right now because as Agreed. I said earlier, things look expensive. So yeah.
0: 21.6 on the price-to-earnings ratio of the S&P 500 in 2018, beginning of the year, it was 21.8.
3: Yeah, and you might look at bonds and say, "Oh, the 10-year Treasury, it's only yielding 1.8 percent." Yeah, I get that, but if you need your money in the in, in the sh- in the near term, I'd take 2 percent, even if I'm losing money on a real basis, right? Well, With inflation not only eroding that. that, but I'd rather lose 30 basis points due to inflation um, than. To suffer, you know, be it, be at it the, the mercy 20, of the market. Lose and, 20% in the market. Yeah, it, it depends agree. on what the situation is.
0: Well, that bond market that I, that I talked about, missing, you know, inflation for four out of the last eight years. Last year, 2019, it was up 8.7%, even with coupons being very low, as Nick noted. Yeah. So, you know, even though the coupon was below 2%, uh, you're still, because of the fact that we had three interest rate cuts... cuts. Yeah, uh, bond inverse relationship. bond prices yeah have an inverse relationship with with uh, interest rates. So when rates fall, prices increase. So uh, over eight percent in the bond market that's the best it's been in a long time. I think you got to go back to like 2002 or three uh, to get returns like that. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Nick, we wanted to cover a couple of things in the economy. I think the employment situation is always a big number. Yeah, the previous uh, we Friday, the yeah. previous
3: Friday uh, we got the uh, December payrolls number. 145,000 jobs were added. That was a little bit below consensus expectations, still sufficient to keep up with population growth. And unemployment held unchanged at 3.5%. So the labor market still as a whole looks really strong. The only thing we're watching there, you're starting to see an uptick in continuing claims. So every week we also get jobless claims. That's going to be initial claims as well as continuing claims. Initial claims were down. The four-week moving average, though, for continuing claims inched up by 10500 uh, to about $1.756 million. It's a little bit elevated um, given what we've seen probably over the last 12 to 18 months. But again, not really sounding the alarm there. Um, a little bit of inflation data this week, both consumer price index and uh, producer price index data. Uh, you know, as we've alluded to, Troy, we're, we're not really seeing a whole lot on the uh, on the inflation front. Right, two point
0: three percent, I think, was the annualized number on both.
3: Yeah, and for the month, I think both were up point like point one percent or point two percent on core. Yeah,
0: so you take out energy and food. Yeah, the
3: volatile components. Right. Um. Big week for mortgage applications, up thirty point two percent. Yeah, yeah, but that's also. You're comparing that to a holiday week where right. it, typically off. it's going to be low. You have the base effect kind of coming into play there. Uh, purchases are up 15.5. Refi is up 42.7%. Bottom line there is interest rates are still crazy low. Mortgage rates are still crazy low. Uh, you looking at a 30-year average of 3.88%. Um, money's cheap. Um, worth noting, beige book from the Fed kind of gives you just a quick snapshot of what the Fed uh, twelve Fed districts look like as a whole.
0: Yeah. Increase modest.
3: Yeah, I feel like I've read the same report for yeah. I don't know how many years now. The Beige exactly. book hasn't really shown any significant change one way or the other. That's um yep. growth looks to be low but healthy. Um and then lastly retail sales, pretty strong retail sales report for December um retail sales were up 0.3% after rise, rising rising an upwardly revised 0.3% in November. That was a widespread news this week, growth. Man. Yeah, really, really it was. Again, it's still, it still just hints that the consumer still looks strong and yeah. is driving this economy despite the weaknesses you might start to see the cracks you might start to see in some other some of the other economic data the consumer remains strong.
0: Yeah, interest rates fell but only slightly uh I think it was down hardly anything in the in the 2-year but the 5-year, 10-year and 30-year all fell uh with rates um eight, 8 to 9 basis points which is .08 or .09%. Yep. A very small amount but it matters when you're talking about a a uh, treasury yield curve that has a differential from uh 1.5 in the 1 month out to about 2.2.7% separates 30 the 30 years. year from the one month. I mean, this is about as flat a yield curve yeah, as you could ever see. Yeah, no term premium, really. Right, yeah, har- hardly any. It, it doesn't make uh, much sense to tie your money up long term at the moment. Right. All right, well, uh, let's uh, let's look at some questions that we got from listeners. Uh, Gil from Cartersville wrote, uh, I was uh, one of the unfortunate investors in pets.com. I think the company was just ahead of its time. I'm currently looking at Chewy.com. Yes, it's an online fe- uh, food and uh, supply for pets. Uh, they have good branding and uh, good service, and they're a subsidiary of PetSmart. Uh, so part of the part of a bigger company. How do you feel about this stock now? PetSmart actually got purchased by a private equity firm. I think it was 2013. So it's uh, if in fact that is the case, that it's the uh, subsidiary of of PetSmart, it's uh, no longer a public company, so it's hard to say exactly what. If their a if, if a private
3: like. equity firm spun it off too to make it public, you got to wonder what's the balance sheet look like on that. Because typically, what you see yeah. is these private equity firms will lever up and then send it back out into the market right. and take their profits.
0: Yeah. Chewy's only been public for. Uh, Couple of years now, yeah. and I think it's it makes it really difficult to do the analysis. Tell you what, Nick, let's uh, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, let's talk some more about Chewy.com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what your opinion on that one is. And I've got one of my own. Sure. All right, stick around. You're listening to Money Talks.
2: you a long time doctor i consider you one of my most valuable long term investments and when it comes to my investments
1: i always do my homework ah!
0: The money talks a little crazy, train for you. Uh, it always like, reminds me of Chipper Jones. Yeah,
3: you had to play it with me on, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I like you too, Nick. I but, I mean, because of Chipper Jones. He was he was an Atlanta Brave. I don't know if you ever heard of the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves, Nick.
3: So our next question.
0: <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Nick is a huge Phillies fan. He grew up in Philly. Is there a boo to on the, the age of the five. We have a Soundboard
2: boo. Can we
3: no, put that
0: in there. No, I'm, I'm, I, I wish I we did not. though. Will, yeah, because I would boo the Phillies.
3: That's, That's what I'm saying. That's I, I want to boo see Nick. See,
0: now you've made me act like a Phillies fan. Thanks, Nick.
3: That's team discrimination. I'll what see is? you in the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, we're really here to answer your financial questions. Sometimes we get a little sidetracked, but if you've got a question you'd like for us to answer, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can call us at 1-855-429-9166. That's our question hotline. Uh, You'll get our uh, voice message, leave your own question for us, um, and uh, we'll play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Or you can call and uh, ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn, It's our producer, and uh, she will get you uh, the question to us. Uh, The number there is 770-429-9166. That, by the way, is also the way you can directly link with Michael Griffin who is uh, on the show with us today, Uh, or Nick Antonucci. I mean, they both have... Michael's a financial planner. I mean, an associate in the financial planning department or planning and implementation. Boy, I almost got smacked again. Man, I'm not going
2: to correct Troy on the air again, that's for sure. Uh,
0: Well, you know, I'm I'm (laughs) a little head shy now. Uh, Nick uh, is a uh, valuation expert. See, I didn't even give his designations when uh, we came on the air. He holds the uh, uh, Certified Valuation Analyst designation as well as the Certified Exit Planning Advisor designation. So Nick helps business owners with uh, creative and interesting ways to uh, to make their transition into retirement as well, or maybe just a new business and maybe mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. purchase a new business. He can help with either either one, not just exit, but also entry into a new business. But... Um, he also does business valuation work. So uh, if you wanted to get in touch with us, that's the way you do it, 770-429-9166. Uh, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at dot com. We also have quite a bit of information on our website, which is, again, hensler.com. So um, that's how you can get in touch with us Uh Guys, we were talking Talk about Chewy. Yeah, talking at the end of our last segment about Chewy. Uh, they they do a great job of marketing. I mean, you see them all over television. Um, and uh, our, our producer actually likes the business. She says she can uh, uh, she can place an order online, and 80 pounds of cat litter shows up in her front door. She now, has
3: 36 cats. So that's why she <laughs> needs 80 pounds. <laughs>
0: she is not the cat lady. She only has. <laughs> she <two> said, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
0: right. Well, okay. She that's might be the cat run. lady. Uh, Eighty pounds of cat litter it lasts her more than three days, though. Let's just yeah. get that clear. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, it does. <laughs> that's a weekly order. Relax, <laughs> <laughs> a full week. Uh, but I mean, that's the reason people love this, right? You know, you don't have to go out and lug around a bunch of." heavy bags throw them in a uh, cart and wheel them around the store
3: i don't think you can quite compare it to pets.com of the dot-com bubble right right i'll be the first to admit the company's not profitable which is concerning to me i also like the business that doesn't mean it's a great investment that's Um, always but i i I do think the economics of this business have changed relative to 2000 right You, you had a very niche market not everyone's you didn't have the, not everyone had adop, adopted the internet and purchasing things online and now True. that is how uh, you know a considerable amount of purchases are made people don't uh, want to go to the amazon store right yeah exactly yeah, and
0: you can order food stuffs on amazon it's yeah. i mean talk about pets.com isn't that similar to talking about webvan way back in the day exactly right?
3: and now you have webvan of failed that,
0: pets.com failed but now we have quite a few other options in a similar industry or similar business model yeah that, so that i think I think the economics
3: well. of the business model have changed considerably over the last twenty years, so, so
0: having set it up like that i Nick, I
3: think it's a sustainable business, but you want to purchase something at the right price right well, this no is doubt. a company who's not who's not you know generating earnings so let um, me
0: let me throw my opinion out there okay I can do it pretty quick. Uh, the business has the revenue has grown 92.9% in their consumables, 112% in hard goods, Great. and 354% in other. don't know what other is. But if you look, they've got no debt, which is a positive, yep. no negative earnings. Or no, they do have negative earnings. It's a negative it's a, obviously. And it's a young business. It's... Every business isn't going to be profitable, you
3: know, yeah. off, off the rip in the early stages.
0: Yeah, so I think most of the positives in my mind are behind me. And, I'm, you know, just using my analyst mind, this is what I come to. It's got negative operating profit margin, no ROA, no ROE because it has no equity, uh, no dividend, no history because it's only two years old. My opinion is no investment.
3: The one thing I will say is we look at a lot of these companies, as we mentioned earlier in the show, with such a large percentage of companies not reporting earnings, right, or not Uh having positive earnings operating at a loss, you're defaulted to look at some other valuation metrics because you don't have a P.E. ratio because there's no earnings.
0: Oh, right. It, right,
3: But I will say that on a price to sales, this is trading around two and a half times sales. It's cheaper than a lot that's, of other companies. That's not an unattractive. That's an attractive valuation on a price to sales basis. Right. And, you know, Michael, you had brought up, you know, when the recession hits, people are going to cut their 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 spending here. And I would disagree because They're through the last it. recession, if there's one thing people are going to keep spending on besides booze, it's their pets. That's
2: true. Well, I'm not saying they're not going to keep spending on their pets, but if it's $5 more to have it delivered to your house and you've lost your job, you're going to go to the the pet supply store and buy what you need to buy. But you're going to
3: probably pay more on a per-item basis because you have the additional overhead of a brick-and-mortar presence. So I, I think, you know, Kelly Lynn, you shop at, at Chewy.com. I don't very often, but pricing is lower than what you'd have in the store, yeah? So I, I think, generally speaking, it's kind of a balancing act that might end up, Okay.
2: panning
3: fair, out that. Fair. I don't know. I don't, call, I don't right? use it. Yeah. So that
2: was just my initial thought process yeah. is that, you know, because you're right. People are going to spend on their pets, but people also do try to cut costs.
0: Sure. Yeah, no doubt. And, and here's the thing when you're investing, if you've got no fundamentals to guide you into your purchase, it's a speculation in my mind. Uh, you know, the, the revenue growth is absolutely impressive. Where are you going to find it otherwise? you know that you're you're growing a uh, 2.8 billion dollars of a of a business by 92.9%. That's uh that's um pretty much what you wind up with there. So anyway, let's uh let's move on. I think think the uh the debate is is pretty much over. Some of us like it and some of us not so much. All right, we got another uh Question here from our good friend, Ed Kelly. He says, I remember Dr. Gene giving a good explanation on why he didn't think highly of preferred stocks. Can you review this, please? Also, are there any situations where preferred stocks are a good fit? Well, I'll answer that one backwards. Preferred stocks provide reasonable income for businesses. And I think probably the best way to say the reason that we wouldn't like a preferred stock is because it's not a guaranteed dividend. It's only that they have to pay the dividend before they, they pay, pay common. common stock dividends. So, uh, it, you know, you don't have the same guarantee as a bond, although they trade like bonds. So if a company gets in trouble, uh, you know, there's questionable questionable credit practices. Or if the, the credit of the company looks to get uh, beaten up, then the price of that preferred stock is going to go down. But the only thing that makes it go up in normal times is interest rates. Yeah, so, and... and- Oh. Bank of America issued a bond back in 2008, early 2008, at seven and a quarter percent. It's preferred. Now this, I said a bond, but it's actually a preferred stock. Seven and a quarter percent at a thousand dollars. It now trades for 1,500 to yield about 4.8 percent. Their bonds in a similar maturity. A preferred long-term, you know, doesn't have an have an end date, is actually trading right now at about 3.5%. The market's telling you there's more risk. Absolutely. And I like stock. that you
3: pointed out no maturity. A, a, a good portion of these preferreds are perpetual, so they've continued in perpetuity. There's right. no set maturity date. So. Yeah.
0: You'll almost always see a rating on a, on a preferred stock that's going to be less than uh, investment grade 2. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening to Money Talks. I say the market's going to go up next week because I always say that. And it doesn't ever go down anymore. So, yep, market mark up, up next week. Up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks.